Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio. Uh, down in the pit lane, Continental Tire pit lane reporter is Shea Adam. Let's get straight down to her and say good afternoon on what is a very, very warm afternoon. What is it? Just coming up to uh, 20 minutes past three in the afternoon here. Uh, Central time, sorry, Central, Eastern time is where we are here <laughs> uh, in Virginia. And even for a Florida girl, this is a bit a bit warm, isn't it? Uh, the heat index is currently 102 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. And the pit lane temperature, which is the not tired over stuff on track, 125. So it uh, keeps climbing, but it's a beautiful day. There's a couple puffy clouds in the area. Not expecting any rain to come down today at the very least. So that's the good news. And I'm just walking over toward the number 52 mini just to make sure that the hood is, yep, the pins are in. That, that thing's not going to come up again this time, which is the good news. And uh, Mark Pombo and Colin Mullen certainly will be appreciating that for this session. It uh, was an interesting start for the mini for the last session. They drove a full lap without the ability to see. So that won't be replicated. And uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of cars already rolling straight out from their pit boxes. They're, they're going into the line, which reaches about three quarters of the way down the pit lane at this point, John. So a lot of takers for this full practice two session and people are already waiting to go out. Uh, interesting, there's no names on the 59 core Motorsports Ford Mustang, but that should be Jack Rush Jr. and Joey Atterbury, but there's no names over the door. Thank you, Shep. Sorry, I managed to uh, get the wrong button pushed again there. Uh, this morning, Jeremy, we had the uh, this this uh, sports car, Continental Test Sports Car Challenge out on track as the green flag is in the air. I'm trying to th- remember back. We've had so much racing today. I'm trying to remember back this to who might have had any problems. Jeremy, you've got some times which we can go through to start with. Yeah, I'm not sure... Uh, there was a problem. Uh, the uh, number ninety-two. Oh yes, that's Christ right. Ramsey racing was well came in early. Yes. Don't know what that problem was, uh, or if there was a problem. I didn't see those guys. I didn't. S- I saw. I saw a few people when I was wandering around the paddock a few minutes ago. One of the, one of the people I spoke to, by the way, was uh, was Ken Marillo. Marillo Racing. Mm. They run number fifty-six and sixty-five. Second quickest. Second quickest one. Second morning, quickest morning. Yeah, they've they've had the, the, the cars been fast everywhere they go, but they've had a few sort of niggly problems. The car sort of kind of oddly losing performance for some reason, some sort of electrical problem or, or whatever it was. And Mercedes uh, AMG have been super helpful. They've changed the intercooler, various other things. They believe they're on top of whatever the problems were. But more particularly, the drivers this morning got out of the car beaming, both Jeff Mosing and Eric Foss. They said the car just feels fantastic around here as if it's as if the car was made for this racetrack. So... I'm sure Woodward Racing probably wouldn't want to hear that, having missed out this weekend. Uh, but they they really feel feel uh, very optimistic and and confident coming into the weekend. That's the number 56 car of Jeff Mosing and Eric Foss. A couple of other cars running well this morning. A, a couple of the BMWs both up among the top 
five or six or seven actually. Uh, the classic BMW Vest Energy Group, car number 72, Jason Hart, turned a very good lap in that car. Welcome back to that team uh, this weekend. Running two cars here, also running number 26 car for uh, Toby Grohovic and Jason Clooney. And uh, both of those two cars are getting up to speed, but number, the number 72 running particularly well. And then the, the local car, the Bimmer World Racing BMW M4 GT4, car number 82, with James Clay who had a birthday earlier this week, and Tyler Cook will be celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Uh, that that uh, car is based in in uh, Dublin, Virginia, not very far from here, and looking forward for a strong weekend. Share. This weekend is also special for that duo because uh, James Clay hails from Virginia, and his co-driver, Taylor Cook, lives in North Carolina, or at least he spent a lot of time there. And so the respective governors of the two hometowns and states have waged war on Twitter last year. They had a bet going as to nice. which state would win and uh, who would be the faster I of the two that. guys. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun with the Bimmer World organization. Yeah, remember that. What was the forfeit? Do you remember what the forfeit was, Shea? We'll have to find that out. It was something about admitting the other state or the other city had better food. I, yes, I remember yes, that's like right. That. Well remembered. Well remembered. Chad of our Connell Tower Pitlin reporter. Just a 45 minute session then. I expect to see everybody piling out of the Pitlin and up past our commentary point here, which is uh, just to the right hand side of the Michelin crossover bridge. And then heading up the awesome uphill S's. 89.9 if you're listening here at the track. And live across the world on RS2, which is IMSA Radio. Uh, the other times from this morning, Jeremy, you were going through them there. Uh, TCR, that was the um, Europarts car again, wasn't it? Yeah, the it was. The motor oil-sponsored uh, car. That's right. Number 12 car of uh, Tom O'Gorman sharing with Kenton Cook. That was quickest in TCR by, well, thousands of us, hundreds of a second over uh, Kuno Whitman, number 74, far 74 car for Compass Racing. The uh, team car with Tom Long and Britt Casey Jr., third fastest. And those two, number 74 and number 77, embroiled in a very tight championship battle in TCR. In ST, for a change, actually, it was a mini. Was the, one of the minis that was on top, number 73 car of uh, Matt Pombo and and uh, Mike Lamara was fastest, uh, just ahead of Nick Galante and Devin Jones in the Bimmer World BMW Calibre 81. And uh, it was Matt Pombo who was, uh, it's generally been the BMW lately that's been uh, very much the car to beat in ST. This, of course, the final year for ST, but those two cars, plus the Porsche came in the body motion racing entry of Max Faulkner and Jason Rabe was also in the mix as well this morning in the, the first practice session. Yeah. Already Scott Maxwell out, 55.9 in the number 15 Ford. Owen Trinkler. That car didn't do very many laps this morning, went behind the wall. Uh, the car didn't have a leak, the driver needed one, I think was the uh, idea behind that. Um, but sure, th there was nothing sinister about that in any way, shape or form. The guys at the 46 team, uh, Ted Giovannis Motorsport, quite happy that they had enough data and that they were um, relatively well, phlegmatic about this morning and that they would uh, put some things into, uh, into operation this afternoon. 
lost chair for a moment. Well, that was the general consensus anyway from this morning. So for those of you at the track, full coverage of all the sessions continues on 89.9 FM. Hope you've been uh, enjoying this very long day of uh, racing here or practicing. As ever, the main sessions for the headline series, uh, all of the standard operating practice, by the way, that's uh, on IMSA Radio. It's every session of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Um, with qualifying in Sound and Vision live everywhere. The race live in Sound and Vision uh, to everyone outside the US because the race in the US is on FS1 for pictures. For Continental Tires, uh, depending on the schedule, uh, but it's uh, always practice two onwards with the whole race live in Sound and Vision to the world and to the US and for the support series the single make challenges the challenge series then it's all of the races live in sound and vision everywhere with no geo block that's the international that's the uh, international broadcast schedule so for those of you away from the track if you're here at the track of course or if you come to an IMSA meeting then we're on the PA for every single session and here at VIR one of the circuits that's also have an FM service as well. It's 89.9 FM. And for those of you following the WeatherTech Championship, every WeatherTech Championship race in full, flag to flag, no ads, no breaks, just the action on XM Sirius. Uh, it's Sirius 138 XM202. And that will be the same at the weekend. Uh, let's have a word with Nate Stacey in this Continental Tire uh, update from the pits. Nate, at Road America, the unicorns that your niece put on the car almost worked. It was so close at the end of the race. Are they still on the car? Is that why you went to P1 in this morning session? So uh, they're actually not on our car. They're on the backup car that the, uh, the uh, Kadima car has now become. So uh, our backup car has now got four unicorns under partial wrap. So uh, I, think, uh, I think the team car is going to do pretty well this weekend as well. But uh, we're sporting the normal Scudo uh, gentleman gym livery for this weekend. I think we're going to stick with it for the rest of the year. It's a uh, pretty cool tribute. So um, yeah, hopefully my niece hears this eventually and gets a nice giggle out of it. Yeah, well, it, it came so close to working. And if it did, you would have had to keep them on the car all year. We're at VIR. What are you expecting from the Ford in terms of competitiveness around this circuit? Um, I think the car is really good. Um, there's some really, really smart minds that are designing the aero behind the uh, GT4 Mustang. Uh, Scott Maxwell, Multimatic, did a really good job developing it, making sure it was strong. I think we have probably the strongest aero kit that we could maybe even almost challenge GTD cars. Um, so I think the guys did an outstanding job and will be good because of how much high-speed handling there is. Um, obviously, it's got good torque with the 5.2 in it, so uh, low speed will be no problem. So I think we have a really good package for this track. And if it rains? Um, the traction control is so precise, I can feel each wheel slowing individually. So I think we'll be good. That's cool. Yeah, it's got 14 settings on it. So I think we have a bit of a uh, wide variety of options to choose from. So that's what you need to help get back into the championship lead for you and Kyle Marcelli after the last round? Yeah, so unfortunately after the last round, we had a suspension component break in the back left. And it, uh, the head of the bolt actually blew through the rim and the side of the car. And uh, luckily no one was hurt. But... Um, did blow out a tire, and then uh, 
So um, basically, we dropped a third after finishing 13th. And uh, we're tied for third in points right now, only eight points out. So hopefully, we can make that up after having a good weekend. Third in points with three races to go is not a bad place to be, though. You can work with that. I, I can work with that. It's better than being fifth, sixth, or anywhere below third. I'd like to be in first, but beggars can't be choosers. Good luck to you and Kyle and the whole core motorsport auto, auto organization. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. And Owen Trinkler has gone to the top with a 55-2. Championship leading in Mercedes from TGM. Cal Marcelli now in the number 60 Ford in second. Three tenths behind in TCR. Kuna Whitmer for the number 74. That's one of the Compass 360 cars. Uh, leads that category from Tom O'Gorman in the number 12, which was the quickest car this morning, as Jeremy was mentioning. Per Kleinerbing, third for the 75, another Compass car as well. Just looking to see where the McLarens are this one. Yes, Corey Fergus in the 69 MIM, what was brought in action. McLaren in fourth position behind two Fords now. It's Carl Marcelli and Trent Hinman in uh, second and third position. In ST, it's Mini, the number 73 car, as it was this morning. That was the quick car this morning from Nick Gallant, as it was this, Galante, as it was this morning, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, so two, two interesting things there. First of all, Owen Trinkler, I think, showing, showing also that uh, the Murillo racing guys said that the car, Mercedes AMG, seems to be really well suited to this layout. Also in uh, in GS, the McLaren. Uh, I spoke with uh, with with uh, Carl Thompson at Compass Racing and asked him what happened to the number 76 McLaren that ran so strongly at Road America. Uh, that was uh, had a brake failure. I can't, I can't remember where it where it went off now during the race, but. Uh, but anyway, they had a brake failure on that car, which was uh, not good news. But the car is repaired and was was fast this morning. Ended up being said the fourth fastest time this morning with with Paul Holton at the wheel. Yeah, it's been a, a good return to form from McLaren. They they got a little bit of an adjustment on the BOP, but they've made the best of it, Jeremy. And uh, they were very quick at Road America. Uh, didn't get the rub of the green necessarily in the race. Couple of mistakes as well. Well, I, yeah, I, that brake failure though. I mean, it was it was completely. They've never had that problem before. They don't know really what caused it. Oh, really, that's a but, worry, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a bit. Plus, uh, the sister car was was written off last week uh, in a crash at uh, at Miller in the World Challenge uh, oh, series really? event too. So uh, it'll be just it'll be. Uh, you remember the Compass Racing ran a couple of McLarens last year. This year they've been running one in World Challenge and one here in uh, the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Well, they're now down to one. Mm. That was very nasty. That was going down in Canada Corner, wasn't it? Uh, that they had that issue. Yes. Uh, that was it. Okay. Oh yes, of course it was. That's right. Yes. Yes, it was a yes. Not good. That would have been a scary moment. Talking of brake foot brake brake problems, though. Remember in the uh, IMSA World Tech Sports Car Championship that uh, there was a problem early in the weekend for Ben Keating had a huge off at turn eight when he's brand new shoes basically the foot yes. pedal. well Jack Hawksworth problem on Sunday morning was very very similar oddly in that uh, his foot basically slipped over the, over the top of the pedal and kind of got stuck behind it by the time he got his other foot on there uh, too late it was way too late and straight on into the tires did a lot of damage and uh, he was he's, he's still a little bit sore from that actually the car was destroyed the mm. this that car has been it's a different shell they're running here so oh really yeah okay 
Uh, this is the car they ran earlier in the season, and then it was replaced, but it's now put back into service as a result of that incident. But he's very happy with the car here this morning. Uh, that just illustrates the point that, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening here is, uh, uh, you know, familiar with motor racing. But you do get once in a while people saying, well, why can't that guy get past that guy? Why doesn't he just put his foot down a bit earlier or just brake a bit later? There's no room to brake a bit later. They yeah. are on the ragged edge of adhesion. Yeah. The brake, half a second, quarter of a second, tenth of a second too late, and they're off the track at that point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, they, they, you talk about driving on the limit. Uh, well, that's exactly what they are. They are on the limit. So if something goes wrong, whatever it is, it's awfully difficult to... Uh, to make any sort of recovery and keep the car on the racetrack. And um, when you have a, uh, a a problem such as that, it's uh, it's pretty much all she wrote, certainly was for that particular car. But both, uh, but anyhow, the, uh, the the Compass car is back in action this weekend, the rebuilt car number 76, and it was uh, at the sharp end this morning, or up toward the sharp end of the field this morning, and looking for a strong weekend in that number 76 car. Still Owen Trickler that leads the way then, 155.2. Fastest time this morning by Carl Marcelli was a 154.5. So about three quarters of a second slower. That's uh, that's kind of what we've uh, what we've seen now from the last couple of sessions uh, this afternoon. A good bit hotter than it was this morning and more humid as well. So the track losing a bit of grip and at times therefore just a little bit slower than they were this morning, Carl Marcelli set that fastest time this morning, second quickest this afternoon in car number 60, at a 155.5. Third fastest, Trent Hidman in number 7 Ford, a 155.7. So the best of the McLarens, Corey Fergus at the wheel now of car number 69, 155.8. Also 155.8 for Toby Grahovic in number 26, classic BMW. M4 GT4. And then a couple more Fords, Scott Maxwell and Chad McCombie, the two Multimatic cars, the car numbers 15 and 8. They're both running at 155.9 in the early stages of this session. It's Jeremy Shaw, along with Chair Adam and May, John Hindhoff. Good to have your company. This uh, evening, as it back is back in Europe, but Friday night, half past eight in the UK, a little bit after, hour later in Central Europe, halfway through the afternoon, just a little bit of cloud coming over at the moment, taking the edge off the, the sunshine, but still very, very warm indeed for everyone out in the weather, including our hard-working IMSA officials, corner workers, marshals, and the rest of our volunteers. Thank you very much for all your hard work. So coming up to 28 minutes to go. Last time, oh no, I was about to say last time around, but that's a car in the pits. Uh, one, there, there was a, an improvement last time around. Michael Johnson goes under two minutes in the number 54 Audi. That's the mostly red car that he shares with Michael Simpson. And what a season it's been. For that pairing, Jeremy, in Jeez. both here and Stephen Simpson in his other driving as well. But Michael Johnson uh, determined to uh, overcome uh, his uh, uh, physical difficulties and has been working for the last few years with uh, a number of different cars and now seems to have settled with this TCR Audi, which has been able to be converted to hand controls for him 
and he's got on with it so well, so well. And the confidence, you can feel almost the confidence flooding back into him. They had some awful problems with the control systems, not with the driving ability, not necessarily with the performance of the car, but with the control systems in a couple of other cars that they tried. But this one's working, and it's working really well. It is now, yeah. They had some problems early on, of course, at Daytona in the, the, yes. the raw pre-season test. There was a brake failure on that car. It wasn't it wasn't driver error. It was a brake failure to do with the hand control system, basically, and the compatibility of it with the rest of the electronics on the car. And that caused him to crash head-on into the wall. The car was absolutely destroyed. Uh, so that's why uh, the team was, was forced to miss the first couple of races of the season. But, boy, it didn't take long to get up to speed. Uh, they've uh, had a, a, a third, a second, and then a first, that first victory at Lime Rock Park a couple of races ago. And definitely more to come. Just a remarkable effort for Michael Johnson. It was it was just over 13 years. It was 13 years ago this week that he had his his uh, life-changing crash. He, he, the motorcycle crash was paralysed from the uh, from the chest down, effectively. And uh, just an amazing comeback story. And what an inspiration that young man is. Twenty-five years of age now is Michael. Who the the accident was the he was age twelve. He was r racing a motorcycle, by the way, at the time. So uh, he's uh, he was undaunted by that and you know wanted to, to to see what he could do to 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 come back and do some sort of competition. And uh, he found motor racing. Did did some karting initially, then raced at the Skip Barber Racing School and won some races at the Skip Barber Racing School, by the way, uh, against some very very talented drivers. And from there, went on to the Mazda Road to Indy race, both in USF 2000 and in Pro Mazda. And then the last couple of years has made the move across the sports cars. But I tell you what, he's uh, just an amazing, amazing story. And uh, the kid's fast. New second fastest car in this session is uh, Gregory Leofouge in car number 19. That's the, my, it's the uh, Steve Cameron racing BMW, car number 19, a 155.4 for Gregory. That moves him up to second fastest ahead now of Kyle Marcelli. So the BMW leading the way, uh, excuse me, the Mini leading the way over the BMW in ST. Matt Pombo's time of one of two minutes six point one, a couple of three tenths quicker than Devin Jones in number eighty one BMW. TCR, it's still the time set very early by Kuno Whitmer in car number seventy four that is fastest in TCR from. Tom O'Gorman, almost half a second between those two cars. In third place is kind of a 75, that time set by Pierre Klein-Nubing. And just handed that car over to Roy Block for the remaining half of this session. Yeah. Tom Long just going out the 77 alley. Two Volkswagens here this weekend, both from the same team. Great to see uh, an additional... GTI TCR here this weekend, Jeremy. Yeah, isn't it? And uh, yeah, locally based team with the the two Rumberg brothers back in action again this weekend. Not been a, f a full season for that team, but they're back here this weekend and running in the second car. Second car for Rob Ferriol, who's also driving in the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge this weekend, and DJ Fitz Fitzpatrick, who's done a fair bit of club racing, but nothing at this level before. And actually, th that pair with uh, with DJ. Fitzpatrick at the wheel was slightly the quicker of those two cars this morning. And and so uh, making their debut this weekend in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. That's car number 32 
alongside the, the regular car number 31. The Romberg brothers, Luke and Tanner, making a move across from short track racing. A lot of success here in uh, in in local events. They're from Virginia, so they know uh, they, they're uh, certainly popular in this part of the world. They have a lot of support here this weekend. You and I were hoping to go to uh, South Boston Speedway, yes. where they've done a lot of racing in the past this weekend. But unfortunately, no action this weekend, is there? Can't believe that. Call themselves a short track and they don't have a Friday night race or a Saturday night race. Come on, what's going on with the world? That's <laughs> what I expect when I come to this neck of the woods, really. Absolutely right. Good heavens, nothing better than a Friday night or a Saturday night short track event. Yeah. Late models, late, late, late yeah. models next week. Next, I think it is next Friday, actually, uh, at South Boston, and it'll be brilliant. So if... if I, I, I'm just a motorsport fan. Um, I don't pigeonhole it. But if you've never been to short track before, if you're here now watching this and you've not been to short track before, you have to go to South Box Boston. If you've come up for this and you're within a drive, come up to South Boston. I think it starts 7 o'clock next, next Friday. Yeah, it's only half an hour away. and it's uh, great Super fun. track, great fun. Great, great atmosphere, atmosphere there, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. When we, we turned up a couple of years ago now and... Uh, Went in, sat ourselves down, got a hot dog and watched around, sat with a few people who clearly realised we weren't from round here, <laughs> oddly. I don't know how they got that impression, sure. really. Um, and they were interested to know why we were there and why we were interested. And then we started asking questions about who was in this car and who was what we should be watching. And uh, after 15 minutes, we had a whole new bunch of friends, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. It was brilliant it's fun. Great. Brilliant fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Jeff Westfall in the Audi, car number 39, moving himself up into the top five on that last lap around, 155.7. So he's just about a half a second off the ultimate pace. Good to see that car making some strides forward. Trent Hinman was on a good lap last time around, by the way, in car number seven. Mm. He's currently fourth fastest. That's the Volt Racing Ford Mustang at one last time out at Road America. Got held up in the latter part of the lap, though, so wasn't able to put it all together with didn't improve on his previous best with 155 also 155.7 let's go down to share we've got a little update on uh, the mini adventure this weekend and this continental tire pit lane update the hood is still down uh, the, <laughs> the radiator is Stop it. with grass on the number 52 ah, mini, right. though. Uh, so it has had a slight off-track adventure. And one thing that we've seen a lot of this year, John, and I, I don't know if it's something we've seen a lot of throughout the years, but it's just sticking out of my mind as being this year. The rim liner that sort of protrudes a little bit to give the mini a bit of more aggression around the front of the car. It was hanging off on the front right, and I feel like I've seen that at least once a week uh, on the ST cars this year. Um, but no harm, no foul. The team just folded off and said, okay, let us finish fanning out all the uh, grass that we can with the uh, dryer. And now they're working on cooling the brakes a bit. Not not enough to feed a full herd of goats. Maybe just one from this, but it was Mark Pombo. So he's had a rough day so far today. Is uh, But at least the hood stayed down. That's the good news. He could see the whole way around. Oh, I love the sound of those air guns. That's good stuff. That makes me realize I'm at a track. Trent Hinman, 154.952, last time around. Now stretches to two tenths, nearly three tenths of a second away from Owen Trinkler, who's now back in second place with the 19 BMW, half a second away in third. 
Just 0.81 of a second ahead of Nate Stacey in the Ford number 60 in fourth position. Top four separated then by half a second in GS. And the pace beginning to pick up. A lot of light colours on the timing screen. With uh, Corey Fergus looking to improve this time around the 69 McLaren. As he'll come across the line in a moment. The 28 Porsche, Spencer Pompelli going out. 11th position for that GS car at the moment. GS Grand Sport, ST for Street Tuner, TCR for Touring Car Racing, I suppose is what it stands for. 18 and a half minutes to go. Mm. Warning for pit lane, speed, pit lane speed violation to Corey Fergus in the McLaren. He was only one click over. Oh, and Just a wag of the finger the, then. Yes, it was. A bit of a tut-tut and a look down the nose over the top of the glasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're watching you. And you might ask why that even bothers to come up on the, the timing screen and why we're talking about it. For exactly what Jeremy says, that is a metaphorical wag of the finger. Look at that. I think we just lost our power for a moment there. Yes, we have. At the front then, it's still a good variety at the front of the field here with Ford, Mercedes, BMW, BMW, Ford, Audi, McLaren. It's uh, interesting to see Trent Hinman there moving to the top with that 154.952. Compares this morning's 154.5 set by Kyle Marcelli in the Rush Performance Core Motorsports Ford Carnival 60. No other significant changes. Oh, yes, there is. James Clay has just bumped up into third position. Mm -hmm. Celebrating a birthday this week, James Clay. And, and that's the car that's well-placed in the uh, in the championship coming into this weekend. They've had a, a good, consistent season with that brand-new car stepping up from uh, some very good performances in ST over the last few years. Uh, currently running fourth in the championship and only eight points out of the championship lead. That's James Clay and Tyler Cook in number 82 Bimmer World BMW. That's the car that's based pretty locally from here, Dublin, Virginia, about 130 miles away, so relatively close given in this this distances in this country. I'm certainly looking for a strong performance this weekend. They've had success here in the past, of course, and they're going to have a lot of support here as well. That's Jeremy Shaw, John Hindorf and Shea Adam are the other voices here on IMSA Radio. We're live from Trackside, VIR. This weekend, it's the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge for the Biscuitville Grand Prix on Saturday. That will be live in sound and vision via IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. If you haven't got the app, uh, then get it now. Timing and scoring available for the major operating systems. Absolutely free to download and no in-app purchases required either. Might ask you for a little bit of information about which are your favourite teams, but we won't ask you for any cash. No, no, we're not like that. We're not that type of date. No. We just give you all the information you require. And on there, when we're broadcasting to the world, you can hear IMSA Radio. You can get onboard pictures, plus all the information on your uh, favourite series from IMSA. It's only ever a couple of clicks away. It's the IMSA app. Go to your app store and search for IMSA, I-M-S-A, and download it today. If you haven't already done it, I'm, I'm disappointed. We sort of turbocharged it. We went to V2 and uh, BOP'd it up uh, halfway through this season and it's uh, running splendidly even quicker than before 
had a bit of an upgrade. Uh, let's go down to share Adam for Continental Tire Pit Lane report. This update uh, involves Dylan McAvan. Dylan, it's got to feel really good to come back to a racetrack where you're the defending class winner. You're in the same car, you're still in a Porsche, but you got Spencer Pompelli alongside you. You're feeling like maybe this is the weekend you guys can take the championship lead back. Yeah, I mean, this race was pivotal for our championship last year. It's when we really uh, rocketed up front. Um, before that, it was, you know, a close neck and neck battle like it is this year. So, you know, hopefully if everything works out well for uh, the RS Western team and uh, the Cayman GT4 MR Porsche, um, we would see ourselves in the same position as last year. But you never know, these are long races, it's hot. Uh, it looks like there might be a threat of rain, so there, there's a lot of variables out there. Um, we just got to keep doing what we've been doing all year and what uh, brought us that championship last year, and that's just being consistent and hitting our marks and uh, you know, making sure that we uh, cross all our T's. If it does rain, does that help you? Um, we think so. The one time we ran the car in the wet last year was Road America, um, and the car was really good. Um, other than that, we don't have a ton of experience, but the Porsche is a very nimble platform. Um, we have good brakes, and you know it's it's light and good on tires. So even in mixed conditions, I think we have a uh, pretty good shot at it. It's hot. You mentioned that. Uh, we've seen you guys in the past particularly do two driver changes over the course of the race. Maybe starting driver gets out, lets somebody else in for the middle. Any thought about that? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, Spencer and I haven't complained yet about being too hot this weekend, which is kind of a rare occurrence. We do have a little bit extra cooling in there for us. But, uh, yeah, you never know how the race is going to play out. You know, if we have to go to that strategy, it could be a... Uh, you know, an opportunity to do something crazy, but you never know. 28 did get the win here last year. Good luck doing it again. Shea Adam down there in the pit lane. 12 and a half minutes to go. Who's just improved? Andrew Davis has just improved, has he? Uh, no, it's Jack Rouse Jr. who's just improved in the 59 car. One place behind, that's 14th position. Uh, that would be a Ford, of course, with a name like... Jack Rose Jr., wouldn't it? 156.4, 157.3 for the BMW number 88, which is right in behind there. Tightening up again in that midfield for the GS category. And a new top time in ST, Jeremy. And the Mini has been usurped. Indeed, it has by Devin Jones in the, B the Bimmerwell BMW. That's been a regular occurrence this season. That car has been uh, super fast on a... Uh, on a very, very regular basis, and that, that is the car that leads the championship now with just three races remaining, including tomorrow. The BMW has been, well, first or second in each of the last four races. It's had uh, three wins, two seconds, and a third, uh, and, and a fifth out of, the si out of the seven races so far this season. So they've uh, each had a little bit of a championship lead over Matt Pomba and Mike Lamara in number 73 Mini. Currently in second place, 11 points behind. Pressure change on which car share did you say, tyre pressure change, that you were just talking about oh. there in my ears? The one you were just talking about, the uh, number 81 BMW. Thank you. Uh, so a slight change in the air pressures in the Continental tyres on that car. That's the car that's been, that car has been on pole position for each of the last five races in ST, by the way. Right. So they're on a bit of a roll. They are on a roll. Championship very, very tight, as we've mentioned before, right throughout the Continental Tire 
Sports Car Challenge. Uh, penalty for the 65. That's one of the Marillo racing cars. Uh, just taken out by Brett Mosing. And three kilometres an hour. So that now is a drive-through. As is the number 10 car, which just has come in. That's the Audi. And that was two kilometres above. So that won't have been their first in uh, indiscretion. And they've picked up a drive-through for that as well. As we get closer to the sessions that really matter, practice three, qualifying, and then the race, you'll see race control just slapping guys down a little bit just to let them know you're not going to get away with this, guy. so you better stop doing it now before it starts costing you time or fastest laps or time out on the circuit or positions during the race. And I really do like this way of officiating. Very good. Very, very good indeed. Also just heading out, Joey Atterbury in the 59. So having just done his fastest lap, one lap before he came in, Jack Rouse Jr. has come into the pit lane and handed over to Joey Atterbury in the number 59 Ford. Now he's just gone out as that midfield from 11th down to 16. All changing drivers are jumping into the pit lane at least at the moment. At Alan Brynjolfsson has now climbed aboard the number seven. That is the Ford that is quickest. Trent Hinman's time, 154.9. Little bit off, off form at Canadian Time Motorsport Park and uh, Lime Rock Park, but in particular Lime Rock Park. Really got the bottom of that, but looking good again today. That Ford and Alan Brynjolfsson in that uh, highlighter yellow number seven car now back out on the circuit with a 0.275 of a second lead on the field at the moment yeah and uh, certainly it was it was strategy that got them the, that win at, uh, at road america last time brilliant That's, strategy uh, absolutely brilliant strategy and, and tremendous communication between the strategist michael john mike johnson and trent hinman at the wheel of that car just relaying information constantly from the car to the pits about how much fuel was being used and back again as to how much he needed to use uh, those numbers being uh, slightly different each time. Uh, but it was a brilliantly judged victory. I mean, it's, but uh, speaking to Trent after the race, he said he was he was embarrassed for the last couple of laps. He was going literally so slowly. We could hear him coming up past our booth uh, at start finish line. He was barely on the throttle. It was incredible. <laughs> but he, he saved enough fuel. He got it across the checkered to, to the across the checkered flag and then ran out of fuel on the cool down lap. That's exactly how you do it, supposed to do it. And of course, Carl Marcelli did exactly the same thing at his home race at Canadian Time Motorsports Park a month or so ago as well. So, you know, it just shows you, I think, you know, how, number one, how precise the teams have to be, mm. but also how precise the cars are because you can run them, you know, that that low before they will they will grind to a halt. There's no coughing or anything like that. They just, they run out and that's yeah. it. But you know exactly how much fuel is in there, how much you're burning and how much you can use. And, you know, it's a fascinating strategic decisions you've got to make there to, to make sure that the car can meet, re reach the finish line. Colin Chapman would have been proud. Yeah. Just enough to get over the line. And in fact, Colin Chapman, of course, would have built the car so that as it crossed the line, it all fell to bits. <laughs> that, that was, that was, if, if there's anything left after the race, then you've built it too heavy. You know, you, it's over-engineered. Uh, improvement last time around for Eric Foss in the number 56 Mercedes. Second quickest this morning, that car sitting in 10th in GS at the moment with a 155.936. Just about a second away. Uh, if 
Yeah, the, the, yeah, a second, almost exactly a second, 0 0.984 of a second away from the best time so far. So 10 cars within the same second of the fastest GS car. In fact, you might as well count Patrick Gallagher in the number 8 Ford because he's 1.005 of a second. Um, one second, 0 0.005 away from that top time. Incredibly quick on a on a lap time, remember, that is just on 1 minute and 55 seconds. And it's a second between the top 10. And, you know, people wonder why we get so excited about this racing. Surely not. The IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, brilliant stuff. What a way for Continental to sign off their uh, association with IMSA this year with their name on this championship, as it has been for some time now. But this has been an absolute classic year already. It's, it's yeah. been building, hasn't it, Jeremy, yeah. for the last maybe two, three years. And this year, we're really getting what we'd hoped for. And it's delivering every single time the cars are on the track for a race. Yeah, it's brilliant. There were 13 cars within a second this morning. Oh, by the way, we're now up to 11 because Guy Cosmo's got in the mix as well. Just moving into the top 10 in car number four. So there's an 11th car within, or 12, 12 cars now within point 1.005. Uh, and again, all the manufacturers, you know, at the top, it's Ford, Mercedes, BMW. The, the Audi is in there. The McLaren is in there. So that's uh, five different manufacturers in the top seven here. And uh, it is it is super tight at the front of the field. And that's, that's what makes great racing. And that's why we love the competition in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Five minutes to go. And... Guy Cosmo now improving. Great to have Guy back full-time. That was Jeremy just talking about that a moment or two ago. 155.9. Tyler McQuarrie not quite improving, although he had a good middle sector there in the Audi number 39. That car's found some form as well uh, in the last couple of races, and it's been thoroughly enjoyable and entertaining to watch. Mind you, you can say that of pretty much all of the GS field. Really feels like people are getting to grips with these GT4 cars now, Jeremy, and that are beginning to feel comfortable with them, extract the maximum performance that their BOP allows. And, of course, that's, a, that's another point about BOP that people sometimes forget. You're looking at, at the absolute best that the cars will get. You, what you can't ever factor in, and should never factor in, is a driver having a bad day or a good day, or a team yeah. having a good day or a bad day. And if you can perform close to or outperform your BOP through external factors other than the car, then then you're on a winner, aren't you? You are. I mean, I mean, and just look at the you know, the variety of cars that are out there. I mean, everything. The, the lightest car is the Cayman mm. that weighs in at 1,295 kilograms. Uh, the uh, the heaviest car in the field is the McLaren at 1,585 kilograms. That's Basically 200 kilograms. That's 400 pounds. I mean, that's a more than uh, not, yeah. Two yeah, and a quarter pounds that, per that's kilogram. A, that's yeah. an awful lot of weight that the uh, McLaren carries around. Of course, the McLaren has a 3.8 liter V8 twin turbo. The uh, Porsche Cayman has a 3.8 liter direct injection horizontal Flat six. box of six. Yep. Uh, the the Chevy Camaro is a 6.2 liter V8. The Mercedes is a 4-litre V8 twin turbo. I mean, all these different combinations, uh, and they're all balanced out as best they can in terms of air restrictor sizes and how much air can be taken breathed by the engine, of course. Is BMW a, a, an inline six? The BMW is a... It yes, is twin, but twin turbo. 
Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it? three lit, three liter, three liter inline, inline six, six twin six turbo. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that I means uh, inline six to me is always a very elegant. And that, and that, and that weighs in around about the middle. Yes, uh, uh, that's fourteen hundred and thirty-five kilograms. So it's it's a hundred and more kilograms lighter than the Ford, for example, and uh, and and another you know, a lot more than the, than that, uh, lighter than the McLaren. But uh, and the Chevy was Camaro, which is of course back to the series this year. That that weighs in at fourteen ninety-five. Yeah. So it's it's great to see that they've got these cars so closely matched, and the IMSA technical team has just done, a, I think, a fantastic job of of managing that uh, these different cars, particularly this. You know, this is this course is you know it's this is really the first year, or so it's grown exponentially over last year with the additions of the the Mercedes, the BMWs, the Audi for this year as well. So you know, it's uh, a lot more, a lot more irons in the fire, so to speak. People of our age, Jeremy, who have longish memories and have watched motor racing for quite some time. This almost puts me in mind of what we saw in the 70s in the UK when you had what was effectively the British Saloon Car Championship, it was called in those days, forerunner of the British Touring Car Championship, but very, very different. But you had the big galaxies, you had... Ford Escorts and still some Ford Cortinas and Capris in those days. You had Minis. You had all sorts of stuff in different classes mixed up together, uh, and, uh, divided by engine size normally, or, or <laughs> for one particular year, it was by price, wasn't it? Which I say to remember was... Yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was production saloons. Yeah, that, production that, saloons, yeah. that's right. But, but you had such a mix of cars that had different strengths cool and weaknesses. Yes, I know. Moscovich, that yes. was in production saloons, wasn't it? Because yes. they, they were such a cheap car, such a good value car. Um, but you, but the, all of these cars have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And it, you're never going to make them exactly the same at every yeah. single point on the corner. No. And I think the guys from IMS, every point on the track rather, I think the guys from IMS have realised that. And yeah. what we're getting is extraordinary racing because some of the cars are better on the tyres. Some of yeah. the cars are you know, better around corners on straight. What they have done, as we saw at Road America, because fuel fill time and fuel tank size is part of the BOP. Man, they've got that spot on because just about everybody was on fumes at the end of the race at Road America. No matter what their particular... Uh, criteria for filling or how much was going in the tank. Yeah, that's right. All those different cars, they, you know, they all made their, their last pit stops at pretty much the same time before the end of the race. And, you know, the cars that they'd come in a lap or a lap or two earlier, they were able to make it to the end where the guys that did come in a lap or two before that for their final pit stop weren't able to make it. It really was a fascinating race. I yeah, love that. Tremendous to, uh, to, to watch. If you haven't seen that, or even if you have, it's worth watching again. It's on the IMSA YouTube channel, of course, uh, with the commentary that we provide trackside from IMSA Radio and uh, I apologise in advance if you haven't seen it and we've kind of bit, we, we've sort of obviously talked about what the situation is we got a bit excited at the end because things were happening thick and fast so I, I apologise if only your uh, cat, dog, budgie a bat or dolphin can hear the commentary because it did get a bit excited and got a bit up here well, we've got to be careful tomorrow though John haven't we because we've got another couple of races oh, after don't. the uh, after the Continental Tire Sports Car Race tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. There's going to be a lot of track action. Mm. We've got the uh, uh, the Continental Tire Race, and then and then after that, we've got a, uh, it's a Porsche race. Was it Porsches before that was scheduled for tomorrow? We've got, we have Porsche races earlier in the afternoon. Well, actually, in the mor- late morning is the first of the Porsche races. Then we've got the Continental Tire 
Sports Car Challenge, the Biscuitville Grand Prix for two hours. Then we've got a Lamborghini Super Trofeo race for 50 minutes. And then to round out the day, a one hour and 45 minutes of IMSA Prototype Challenge. So that's a long and busy day tomorrow. Great day of racing. It's going to be here at VIR. Right, before we wind things up, the chequered flag's out with no major changes in the categories. Let me just have a go. Eric Voss improved right at the end there. Uh, third position with a 155.299 and let me just follow across with my finger there Joey Atterbury also improved the 59 cars time but not its position still in 13th uh, let's uh, go down the pit lane F uh, quickest this morning in first practice second quickest this afternoon for the number 46 Mercedes championship leading Mercedes how good does that sound Owen Trinkler it sounds really good, and especially when we consider we're at VIR. This is practically a second home for you, Owen. You know this track so well. You come in here with the championship lead, sharing with Hugh Plum. Things went so well in practice one. You guys turned it in a little bit early. Second quickest in practice two. Feeling good going into qualifying. Yeah, Shay, I uh, love this place. Kerrigan Smith, Alex Smith, all the uh, people I know here at Connie. I, I just love coming to VIR. This is my second home. and. Uh, yeah, the boys were doing a great job at, at uh, TGM, and yeah, we ended the first practice a little early. We wanted to change that we wanted to make, so we didn't want to put more miles on the car, so we wanted to go back and make that change and then come back out for the second practice because we just worked on race runs there, and we feel really confident because this is where we're going to be racing tomorrow. Either it's going to be dry or maybe wet, but this is the heat of the day that we're going to be running tomorrow, so we need to make the car really good, and uh, I feel like we got a good race car, which we've had all year. The boys have done a great job, great pit stops, and Joe Vardy and Brandon, everybody, and Ted, they just give us everything that we need to compete here. And Yeah, we got the championship lead, but we just got to keep doing what we've been doing. Hugh and I have got a bunch of experience. And just We're not going to change anything now. Just keep doing the things we've been doing to put us in this position and uh, see how it comes out tomorrow. It's worked so far. Good yep. luck for the rest of today. Thank you. Shea Adam with Owen Trinkler and the uh, rest of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, including the Biscoville Grand Prix on Saturday, will be all live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.